What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. I sit down with Joseph Becker, part two, Spirit Contractors. We talk about in-home sales, and we also talk about building that foundation in the business, helping him kind of set the sales for what's next for him. You know, he's working by himself, trying to get a couple guys together, trying to, uh, you know, really honestly pick a niche. You know, we talked about if painting is a good niche for him. We talked about a couple other ones. So a uh, great episode. We talked about a lot of good things that could not only help a new business owner, but refresh uh, some of the points for a, a you know existing business owner, somebody that's thriving, uh, some foundational principles here. So enjoy it. The business breakthrough starts now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. Uh, I'm here back with Joseph Becker. Again, Spirit Contractors. Is that the name of your business, Joseph? Spirit Contractors? Okay, awesome, man. So glad to have you back. Last time we spoke, uh, really, you told me that you were doing a bunch of things. You were doing a little bit of uh, you know, exterior remodeling when, with siding, aluminum, uh, you're venturing into painting. What's changed since the last time we spoke? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when we spoke last time, which is, you know, I'm, I was doing too much stuff. And right now where I'm at, you know, I try, so I tried to do painting and, uh, I realized that it's not, it's not personally the business for me, but the problem I'm encountering right now is I have all these opportunities in front of me, but I realize that I have to focus on one, but each one has pros and cons. And I just can't seem to make my mind up. Yeah. And that happens. And usually it happens when you're working by yourself and you don't have a team, um, which I'm, I'm pretty certain that you told me last time you were just working with subcontractors. Yeah. My whole team left. Your whole team last. left. And Okay. So, so that usually happens because chances are, you know, that you could do it yourself mostly, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you know you can do something yourself, it's hard to turn down the money and then you get in this momentum swing. The problem is you take on one of those jobs, that job could last two to three weeks. So by the time you need another job, if you're not actively searching for it, it's going to take you about a week or so to land that other job, not just land it, get the specs in place. If you're doing painting, getting the colors situated. So you're going a week without work and then you wind up taking another job out of desperation. And then you just never really get that momentum going ever. It'll never happen. Um, is yeah. that kind of where what's happening currently? It is. And I see other businesses around me that are thriving. I talk to these business owners. I mean, the one guy is, you know, 30 miles across the border in New Jersey he's going to be doing six million dollars this year in retail just roofing and siding that's all he does but it's retail because if you remember i used to, I, do, I do a lot of work with insurance he doesn't do that and uh young guy but that's all he does and i'm i realize that if i'm gonna pick a niche i need to just focus on that niche and right now yeah I, so when you look at somebody who's doing six million dollars a year and you try to like even remotely relate to that person 
that's going to discourage you because even me, uh, my company does between one and 1.2 million. I see somebody that's doing 6 million. I don't even like try to compare myself. They're on a, they're on a totally different level than me. And let me make it clear. Sales is different than profit. So next time you guys have a conversation, ask what his profit margin is. And that's not saying I want to know his profit margin. I don't want to know his profit because that you can compare. It's proportional. I go up to a $5 million painting company and they don't, they tell me that their profit margins 10%. I'm looking at them like, well, I mean, I'm in a little bit better of a position because we're, we're about 27%, <laughs> you know? So it's like, even though I have two crews that do 1.2 million, who's more optimized? What is my goal? Is my goal to be running around like a crazy madman with a $6 million company? <laughs> no. I mean, it's really not. My goal is to sit here in this office knowing that jobs are being taken care of, customers are happy, and I'm able to sit here and talk to you. So like whenever you're thinking about like what direction to go, because you're at you're you're at the you're at the starting gate, bro. You're right there in the beginning. And that's a that's an exciting place because you have literally wherever you decide to take the next step forward is what direction you're gonna build your company. I think the first right. step should be down. Like some people think you need to take the first step forward. I think your first step should be downward. And by that, I mean, whenever you're building a strong, you know, uh, building, you got to build that foundation. So if you look at that $6 million company and you look at me at 1.2 and you look at all these guys that are successful, what do they have that you don't have? And I'm going to ask you, if you don't know the answer, I'll tell you, but think about it for a second. What do these guys have that you don't have? No, honestly, I don't, I don't really have to think about it because I, I do know the answer. Um, and the guy that actually did 6 million told me this. Um, I don't have a foundation. A I don't foundation know what I want to do. So, well, it could be so okay. uh, that, that's easy. I'm <laughs> talking about really, I'm talking about a tangible thing. When we talk about foundation, that's intangible. Let me, let me rephrase it. The tangible thing that I have my strategic advantage, Joseph, his strategic advantage is the fact that he has production assets. That's really what I'm getting at. Like he has people oh. that he can, that he can send on a moment's notice to do the work. Okay. That is the difference. You do not have any production assets. You are not a production asset. You are a production liability. That means that anytime that you decide to do anything other than sales and marketing, you are actually hurting your business. You're going backwards. And that's a hard concept for a lot of people to understand. But if you look retrospectively, you can clearly see that you haven't built any forward momentum anytime that you were on the job. It's because it's impossible. If you're not selling or marketing your company or actively doing so, then your pipeline isn't being filled. Okay. So just keep that concept in mind. What do I have that you don't have? Um, you're, you're very smart. You can easily sell jobs. You're young, you're motivated, you're hungry. All those things we, you and I share as common personality traits. Okay. But the difference between me and you is that I have seven to nine employees at any given time and you don't. So when the demand goes up, I can supply that demand. When the demand goes up for you, you can't supply it. So there's work out there that you just can't fulfill. So it's not about finding work. We know that's easy. We're in a phenomenal economy right now. Uh, we know that selling the work 
is easy because the competition is number one, very busy. So a lot of people are seeing now that like your, their closing ratios are going through the roof. Competition's busy, so they can't get to them. And that means that demand is way higher than the supply, which will always happen in this industry. Um, uh, and number two, you know, you're just, you're just at a position of you, you, you can't get to the 6 million. You can't get to the 1.2 million, even if you try because you don't have the ability to fulfill that many jobs. If you look at a million dollar painting company, okay, just narrow it down to what it takes to make a million. We do 250 houses a year to get to a million. That's four to five jobs a week. Can you by yourself paint four to five jobs a week? No, you can't. So you need people in places to be where you can't be operating the way you want them to operate. Okay. So I set the foundation of kind of where I want to go with this conversation. I'm open to your feedback. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really valuable. Uh, I'm just writing this stuff down. I think right now, you're right. Like the economy is booming. I'm seeing all kinds of successful people, yourself included, and it's inspiring. The, the problem I'm having is I can't decide what niche, you know, because you've got, you've got a very special niche and it's just working out phenomenally. I can't decide what niche. For example, do I want to get into insurance restoration? You're thinking to, you, no. You're thinking too hard, dude. You're talking to a painting contractor and you're in a group of painting contractors. You know that you've painted jobs before. Stop choosing based off of your personal preference. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the mind shift that you got to have. Your personal preference needs to go out the window. You need to create a sustainable business model. Okay. When you start getting into restoration, all that stuff, I want you to think about this. If I just told you that production is the number one thing that anyone who's successful around you has that you do not have. Therefore, you need to see, okay, what is the easiest way for me to accumulate production? Okay. So what I say that is like, if I'm looking to get into restoration, how hard is it going to be to find individuals that want to do restoration versus individuals that want to paint houses? How hard? probably harder probably a lot harder it's kind of like if you told me that you want to do siding again and you want to do aluminum it's much harder to find individuals that know that niche okay that don't do it themselves and make their own money and run their own business okay so you you, you lose those people and then you got to find people that know what they're doing okay you lose them so i mean if we're being perfectly sense. honest though I don't, how do I say this? I've done lots of different kinds of contracting and um, I really like the idea of painting, but I literally, if I'm being perfectly honest, I, every single time I start painting, I want to shoot myself. Remember I feel like I'm a said, hypocrite. This, is, this isn't about you. This isn't about you. Do you think I, do you think I'd like painting? No, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'll paint, I'll paint my grandmother's bathroom or i'll paint my my child's room and you know i'll have a day of painting that isn't too bad you know i'll do an accent wall in the house to make my wife happy but i'm not a fan of painting i don't really like painting i'm a businessman dude and you can't be both i'm sorry i mean it's one of those things that if you want i mean that's again what's the goal like if you have that goal in mind of where you want to end up do you want to be an owner that's in the kitchen and by that, I mean, if you owned a restaurant and you were the only one who actually knew the recipe and you were in the kitchen every day, 
you don't get to enjoy the fruits of owning your business and stepping in on your restaurant, watching the system work and collecting a check. Okay. Some people thrive off of being in the kitchen, being in the production, enjoying that process. No problem. Okay. But if you're talking to me and you want to grow, you can't be there. So I think it's a good thing that you don't like painting because that'll keep you even further away from the actual painting. To be honest with you. That's what you mean. So, you know, okay. The last, so the last four estimates that I gave out for painting, um, nobody took. So my close rate sucks. So let's talk about them really. I mean, I, I mean, this is my favorite topic in everything is, is sales, man. So tell me what this process looked like for you. How did you get their information? Let's start there. Uh, so the, the information came through Angie's list. Okay. Angie's list. And how soon, and be honest with me, cause you, I don't get anything. You don't benefit at all. If you don't tell me everything in detail, bro. So I'm just telling you, be honest. How long did it take you to contact them from Angie's list when they, when you got the information? Literally right away. Cause I get a notification on Literally right away. Okay. And how soon yeah. after that, did you get the, uh, did you book the appointment? About three days on average, three days. And you went three days. What was And you're giving me an example of one of the four. What was the one uh, what was one of the job types that you did? Talk, walk me through that. Like, what, what did they want done? He wanted two rooms done and he had like 400 feet of moldings and trim that he wanted painted as well. Easy, easy job. Okay. So you yep. went in there and you, so when you greeted him at the door, what did you say? He said, how do you do? Okay. And then what did he say? He said, I'm good. How are you? I said, nice to meet you. I'm Joe. Didn't shake hands because of the COVID thing. He had his mask on. So I put my mask on and okay. uh, he said, come on in. So okay. going to the front door, he said, okay, this is what we're looking to get done. So he walks me through the whole place. I'm taking notes and drawing sketches. Wow. And then what? And been a couple of weeks. Um, then he asked, you know, what I thought it would cost. I said, you know, I really don't know off the top of my head, but let me get back to you tonight. I'll send you an estimate. Uh, okay. Let me put together an estimate for you. And, I wow. said, how soon are you looking to get it done? And he said, as soon as possible. I said, okay, okay. no problem. Well, I'll, I'll get it to you tonight. So it was like nine okay. at night and I sent it to him. Okay. No response. So I it? followed up a couple of days later. Yeah. And then that was it. What do you say when you followed up? He said that my estimate was like 30% higher than the other guy. So thanks for my time, but he's going with the other company. Okay. So when you told me when you went into that house, I'll just be honest with you. He gave you the estimate. <laughs> he, he walked, he walked you through the house, asked you questions and you're sitting there taking notes, blending in with the wall. And I, I, I'm trying to, I just want you to see that the thing about it is, and this is, this is what I, this is what I teach because it's so true, man. You did nothing. If that's what you did, you did absolutely nothing to justify him paying more for you than the other person. So it doesn't matter what trade you do. He, you did nothing. So I, I'm, I'm going to walk you through what I would have done and what I do every time. Okay. I, I used to work at a restaurant. So I use this analogy a lot. When people come into the restaurant, it was a sushi restaurant. So this is an even better analogy. The sushi restaurant, one of the best in town, they never changed their menu. The guy was so cheap, dude. He just didn't want to pay to have the menu changed. I mean, it was just one of those things that like, people actually like made jokes about it's like they had the same menu from from 2005 when i worked there in 2013 or 12 so 
So it was funny, right? But the thing is, is as the, as the business grew, he continuously added new sushi rolls. And as servers, we were expected to know those sushi rolls and sell those sushi rolls to people, even though they weren't on the menu. Okay. So we knew that the ones that weren't on the menu were way better. I mean, you had ones that had fire that came out of it. You had ones that had all these like crazy like things. I mean, they're phenomenal. And the cool thing about it was they were expensive. They were like 15 to $19 for one sushi roll. Okay. You're coming into this restaurant, you get a nice sushi roll, 15, $19. Okay. What that meant for me was the more I sold, the more money I made. Cause usually the rule of thumb in America is 17 to 20% of whatever you spend at a restaurant, you get a tip. Right. So if I came to up to a table and let them order their sushi roll, okay. Off their menu that they had in front of you. And I didn't say anything. I didn't offer suggestions. I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, create build value. I didn't share my expertise. I didn't get them to believe in me and, and build that confidence. They would, they would order what's on the menu, close it done. Okay. I wouldn't get anything greater than whatever they allowed me to get. Cause they did it. Okay. So I took that information and I transitioned it into my painting company. So when I went up to a table, at the sushi place that I worked at, first thing I would do is say, Hey, there's a, there's a, I know what you want. Okay. This is what I said. I know what you called me for. I know what you want. I'm going to try to bridge both together. If you can see the analogy, I know why you have me here. Okay. I get it. Right. Let me tell you how I can make the experience better. Are you interested in hearing about it? Okay. Well, we have a couple sushi rolls that are off the menu here. These are sushi rolls that not many people know about. Would you like to hear about them? All right. So what I do is I create a little excitement. And then I showcase the sushi rolls. I explain what's in them. I tell them how great they are. I tell them how all my customers love them. And then you know what? Because I'm being a liaison of the experience, they go for it. And they did it over and over and over and over and over again. And it made them appreciate me. Okay. Now, I know this is different than what we're doing inside of someone's house. Okay. You follow me so far? Yeah, I'm just writing it down. Okay. So here's the difference here. Okay. When I go up to somebody's house, first thing I said is, What's the story? When you say it like that, what's the story? All right. They're going to open up to you. Okay. Because you're asking them to tell you a story. So by nature, we want to tell them what's going on. We, you know, we know that there, there's a job that needs to be done, but let's find out if there's anything else other than that job that needs to be done. So he might say, well, my wife has been asking me for a long time to get these rooms painted or, you know, I had somebody who lived with us for a while that passed away and we want to get these walls freshened up or, um, you know, it's been 10 years or whatever it is. They're going to tell you why they want whatever they want done, done. Okay. And you lock that in. All right. So what's the story? Great. Okay. So you go in and they say, okay, can you show me what you want done? So like you did go in there and show me. Uh, and then as he's showing you say, Hey, ha have you chosen colors yet? Right. So then so that opens up another. Good. So um, just real quick on colors, I uh, had lunch with the Sherwin Williams guy and he said, he said uh, very distinctly, don't be showing them colors. Don't, don't get into that. Just send them to our store and we'll help them pick it out. That's a smart guy. I didn't say show them colors. <laughs> don't show them. Yeah. I made that mistake okay. early on. He's very, that guy's okay. very correct. Don't do it. Cause you'll lose, you'll lose the focus. We just want to know where they are with the color selection. So we can oh, okay. provide, provide more value. Okay. Cause like, he, like, you know, like he said, bring them to our store. So let me give you an example, how you can utilize your personal connection and bridge the gap between this question. He might say, Oh, 
we're really struggling with colors. And you can say, no problem. Actually, my representative, Joe, said that you can come into his store and he will actually sit with you for a few minutes and show you their, you know, color studio, right? And then just tell them that Joseph sent you, you know, like, you know, whatever, right? So it's like one of those things where now what you're doing is you're, you're digging a little deeper than the next guy. Okay. You're because when it comes down to him comparing the two quotes, you've solved the problem that the other guy didn't know he was having. Cause he didn't ask. You found out that colors were a major issue. You are, are you are solving that problem. You could take it a step further. We do this all the time, bro. I probably sold so many jobs just because I offer free color consultation because people don't want to deal with colors. So when they're comparing two things, you know, here's the thing. Hey, have you chosen colors yet? Oh, you haven't. And then they'll start saying, well, we want beiges. We want grays. We want, you know, well, we want this. And I would say, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Listen, we will solve that problem. There's 60 million shades of color. We will help you narrow it down. We've never missed. I have a great color consult consultation uh, specialist that we send to your house for free. She'll spend an hour with you. She'll paint samples on the wall and we will find those perfect colors for you. Th doesn't that sound good? And then they'll say yes. So when it comes down time for them to put our estimates side by side and say, who are we going to choose? They're going to go with the one that is the path of least pain. Okay. All right. And people by nature spend more for a greater experience. That's why people go to Disney world. That's why people spend more for a balcony view on a cruise. That's why people spend more for a, a, a good view or whatever they want. People understand that a, a greater experience is better than having more money. People understand that concept very well. Okay. So what we try to do is we try to create the best possible experience. Okay. And people don't know that they're going to be getting a great experience until you tell them. So when it comes down to it, when you go into that house, let's get past the color. So let's say you built value with asking what the story is, you locked in that it's, it's a stressful time and you want to, you know, you had someone live in there and, 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 and the place needs to be cleaned up. And then you got past color and you said, Hey, you know, what's this color situation looking like? And then you offer to send them over there to have someone facilitate the colors for them and say, Hey, we'll even buy three samples for you to paint on the wall so you can get it perfect. Okay. And then you stop them right there. And you say, Hey, do you mind if I tell you kind of what the experience is going to be like, should you go with us? And what is he going to say? No, they're going to say, yes, please. I don't know what this experience is like. Okay. You know, and if you want, you can say, have you ever hired a professional house painting company before? I like to save that question for later because I don't really want to know about it yet. I want to tell them what our experience is because our experience is superior and that's what you should believe about your experience. The thing about it is Joseph, you're at a, you're at a point in time in your business where you really don't have much to offer other than yourself. But in the same breath, a lot of people appreciate that. The guy that's selling the job and actually doing the job, people do appreciate. I mean, that's exciting to them. Like, okay, you're the guy that's going to be here. So they don't have that, that, I guess, the unknown of who's going to show up. So we spend a lot of time explaining who's going to show up. Right now in your business to just sell some jobs, you can say, hey, I'm going to be here. So that just goes so much further than saying, hey, other people are going to be here. So what you should have done, just say, hey, can I explain to you what to expect? So you can say, listen, I take a lot of pride in being on time. You know, I know, you know, there's different companies you may have dealt with that don't call or show up, but hopefully by now, based off the couple of interactions that you've had with me, I communicate really well. And I take a lot of pride in making sure that we're on the same page. That's number one. Okay. Number two is these floors you have here. I could tell that uh, the carpets are just really nice. You know, a lot of companies come in, they just bring in tarps from the truck. 
you know, they shake them out in the yard. But what we do is we actually put down a nice builder's paper to make sure that your carpets are really clean. And we take a lot of pride in that cleanliness. Okay. Number two, number three, when we get to the job, there's a couple of things that we're going to do. The first thing is I'm going to paint all these boards by hand. All right. I want a nice hand painted finish on these boards. And the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to paint all the walls with two coats with a nice Sherman Williams cashmere paint. Right. And what you're doing is you're creating the experience before he has the experience. So again, when they put those estimates side by side, right? We want it to be painful not to choose you because of all the wonderful things that you promised. You've got to be able to help them justify a 30% difference, which probably wasn't much. You probably quoted it for around, I'm going to guess $1,000. The other guy probably came in at 700 bucks. Is that true? No, there, there was, it was actually a lot of work. I think it was like around 4,000 around 4,000 for the, and he came in about, but even though, even though if it was a 30% variation, you weren't too far off. Okay. No. So here's the thing. Now I'm, I'm trying to get past this. Are you following me so far? Is everything making yeah. sense? Okay. Yep. So as you do this, let's say you build immense value, you know, and you want to, you go home and do the quote, no problem. You're building value. So the excitement's there. I love that you sent the quote at nine o'clock. Okay. That shows that you're astute, People, the right customers appreciate this. I'm talking about you finding the right customer. Yes, there is a such thing as the wrong customer. So don't get, don't get it twisted. But we're doing this for the right customers. We need people to see us for who we are. Last part of this. When you do that follow-up, okay, and he tells you that you're higher than the other guy and you just hang up the phone, I would have done the same thing if I were you because you didn't do anything to earn the right to negotiate. Okay. Cause you didn't build an emotional connection for them to justify changing their mind. Right. Cause you could come in. If I, if I did all that stuff with that guy and he told me I was 30% higher, I say, Mr. Jones, you know, one thing that you told me is that you appreciate a company that communicates and is on time. Correct. And he'd say, yes. I'd say, well, I'll be honest with you, sir. There's no other company that has the level of communication and professionalism that we have. Most of our customers justify a little bit higher of, of, of a price for a, a great experience. And that's one thing that we pride ourselves on. You know, is that something you can appreciate? Yes. So I'll say this, listen, you know, I don't know if you've already wrote the deposit check. I assume since it's been so soon since we last spoke, you haven't done so. So may I have one more shot to give you a better offer, you know, and with this better offer, would you allow me to earn your business today? And if they say yes, great. You have another shot. If they say no, then okay, move on, but give yourself another opportunity to sell that job, you know, but you can only have done that. If you know that what his, his value points are, he'll tell you, does he like communication? You know, is it, is he real big on product? Is there a situation where you said he needs a job done soon? You can use those things. I like how you asked, Hey, how soon do you want this job done? And he'll tell you next week. Well, Hey, guess what? You know, we have an, an opening next week. I can get it done Monday. You know, and you can use that urgency to create that, that negotiation, but you only can do that when you know your numbers, but you working by yourself, you could have sold that job for $3,500 probably and got it. You could have matched the price and got it. You know, you could have, it's only you making money. So it definitely looks like I'm thinking too much about this stuff well, over, over yeah. analysis paralysis. When I go to a job, I'm not thinking, man, I have to do all this stuff. 
I'm thinking, no, my team is going to do this stuff. <laughs> so it's different. Like you're, you're thinking like, man, I'm going to charge to justify the energy that I have to put into this project, which is kicking you out of the contention. You could have dropped your price 30% and sold that job and made good money. hundred percent. You know, you could have, you know? So like, you got to know that like the transition you're going to have to make very soon is hiring people. Like you've got to start hiring people and you already said you hate painting. So you're pricing these jobs literally to, to do exactly what your subconscious mind, you know, says is I hate painting. I'm going to try to make as much money on this so I can get through it and justify the pain that I'm going to go through by doing this. That's true. Although, like I was saying, if I'm being perfectly honest, there's other opportunities that I want to get into. Um, and I understand it's not what I want. It's what the customers want, but there's a lot of, the economy is booming. There's a lot of opportunity. And I just, I know that whatever I pick, I have got to stick with it. Okay. I don't know if that is next painting. step for you next step for you. Well, I mean, it, again, I'm, we look at a couple of variables. You need to start thinking as an investor investor. Okay. If you had $1 million and you needed to pick a trade to purchase a company from that has easy processes, high margins, easy labor pool. There's no other better company in the world than house painting. There's just not residential house painting because the skill level is so low for entry level workers because people can do it themselves. Homeowners can paint their own houses. Homeowners can't put a roof on their house. I mean, they could, but it's rare. Like companies actually market to homeowners to say, Hey, do it yourself, do it yourself, do it yourself. <laughs> and if there's a, a trade like can do homeowners do tile by themselves chances are they don't do homeowners install flooring sometimes they do that vinyl flooring but the skill set of the cuts and the angles and all that stuff no but what do you see all the time homeowners trying to do stuff themselves that's how you know that the labor pool is an easy labor pool okay it's like lawn care you can pay anyone to mow a lawn because the customer can do it themselves so it's devalued. So, and that's an important point for sales. How do you justify your price when somebody thinks they can do it themselves? What are you showcasing that you do any differently? I love when people try to tell me they do their exterior themselves. I say, oh, okay, well, just so you know, when we do it, we put plastic on all the windows because if you try to spray those metal soffits up there, you're going to get overspray on all your windows. So make sure if you do decide to do it yourself that you get yourself some plastic. <laughs> Reverse psychology, I like it. Well, uh, being honest, I mean, if you're going to take the relief, make sure you get the right stuff. Call us the next round. Well, um, right. So right now what I'm, what I am struggling with is, is sales. And I think that's, um, honestly, I think I'm sharing negative energy with people. I think that's why I'm struggling. Of course you are. People feel it, you know, um, you know, and I, and I think that when you have, when you show enthusiasm, it creates confidence. Okay. When you, um, when you come to a house and you're enthusiastic about their job, it makes such a difference, man, you know? And, uh, I think that you're just, at, you're just very frustrated right now. I think that you're, you know, you're going through it, man. I think that you have a lot of ideas you want to grow and you can't seem to get that engine to start. And you're, you know, I mean, you're at a crossroads. You don't even know what, what business you want to start. And that's a hard position to be in, man. I don't, really know um how to get you past that i that 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 niche thing i'm just trying to help you see that you're an investor 
at this point. You're no longer an employee of your company. You need to be an investor. Investors make strategic business decisions. They don't make decisions based off of their personal preference. They make decisions on what their market is, is doing, you know? You know, people is- buy McDonald's franchises not because they eat McDonald's, bro. You know? <laughs> it's you know, true, I mean, though. Garrett, the franchisees <laughs> probably don't even eat the food. They probably know better, you know? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so if you ever... Th- yeah, like there's a good analogy for you to take home, you know? So I would say this, man. Your next step is to hire immediately, like today. Like you need to have ads on ZipRecruiter, Indeed, Craigslist, and Facebook, Okay. You need to do it. I mean, it's no, there's no question about it. I have a free, I have a, I have a hiring course. I'm going to give you for free. It's a five lesson course. It'll tell you everything you need to do and you can use it and get your ads up, but you won't get anywhere unless you get somebody to work alongside you. It'll lessen the blow. And yes, you may have to paint for six months, but you have that goal in mind to put together a team that does the painting for you. Forget the subs. It's not going to work in the beginning. Stop trying to do the sub thing. They don't care about you. They don't respect you. They care about their own business, their own brand, and you're going to be paying way too much for them to do jobs that you earn. You know, you're only going to be making 20% on them. What's the point of doing that? You can make over 50% if you just put together a team of three painters, employees, pay them well. Yeah, I see what you mean. I think you should try the painting thing. Commit to it for a year. Don't do anything else. Stop taking other jobs. Just stop. You know, I know you don't like it, but again, that's a benefit to you because you're going to get out of it quicker. Yeah, I definitely have to put some thought into that. Stop. Remember McDonald's, man. They don't eat the food. It's a good investment. They might go in there and cook. If they need to if they're short staffed. They might go in there and you know do inventory if they need to, but they're not going to eat the food. And they're probably so, not happy they're there, but they do it for the betterment of the business. That is true. What if I run out of ad spend before I actually parallel that with results from sales? In other words, you know, right now I'm still learning. I'm still really learning sales and I'm spending a fortune in ads and I'm just, and Angie's list and home advisor, I'm not getting anywhere. Uh, well, it's, it's your processes. You know, you're not getting anywhere because you're, you know, you're marketing should your marketing cost should go down when your sales ratio goes up. So the better you are at sales, the less you spend on marketing because you don't need as many leads because you're converting leads to opportunities at a higher ratio. Okay. But it doesn't matter because you only need four jobs in a month, one a week right now. So you only need to capitalize on one job out of, you know, the week I have to get 25. So (laughs) You know, it should be proportional. I mean, there's never been a time where I was like, oh, I shouldn't spend money on marketing. My return is crazy. Um, So it's like one of those things that you just need to dial in on your sales process. And I'm sure you have a bunch of leads right now. And once you get to that point, you can utilize strip jobs. Once we launch it, it's something that'll help follow up with your leads for you automatically. That's something that I struggled with early on is just keeping track of like who I spoke with, who needs an estimate, who got an estimate. And then you could really dial in on that and say, okay, well, this person got an estimate three weeks ago. Let me follow up with them and see how they're doing. Okay. This person said that they're moving into a house. You know, let me make make a phone call, see if they actually close on the house yet. I haven't spoken to these leads that I paid for. So you probably have a bunch of leads that you haven't even talked to yet. 
that are just sitting there that you paid for. You probably have a bunch of leads that have told you, hey, we're not ready yet, and you haven't followed up with. You have a bunch of leads that you've given estimates to that you haven't followed up with. You need to work that pipeline. Like that's part of that's part of conversion. So, you know, without even spending more money, I guarantee if I was in your shoes right now, I could find work. Guaranteed. 100 percent Am I right? Probably, yeah. Yeah. So go through it, organize them as best you can. Um, you know, uh, and then uh, you know, just try to hammer out that, but without spending any money. I don't think you need to right now. I think the focus should you should be get an employee. And here's the thing a lot of people think, like, oh my God, I don't have work. How am I gonna find an employee? Okay. Do you have at least a thousand dollars saved up? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have a Sherman Williams credit account? Yes. Okay. Do you have a, do you have room on that credit account or, or no? Yeah, there's room. Okay. So you can literally finance all your paint and material for an entire month at 0% interest. Okay. And you have a thousand dollars. If you're paying someone $500 a week, that buys you two weeks worth of labor, right? If you just hire one person to work alongside you. So, and then what you could do is you could postpone the start date. So you could say, okay, we're going to start you next week. So that gives you three weeks to find one job to, to bring this guy on board. Say, we'll start you next week. And then you have $1,000 worth of, you know, and you're going to get deposit and you're going to get paid in that time. So there's really no reason why you can't hire as if you're already a booming company. They don't need to know you don't have work right now, by the way. Don't give that off. Come across confident when you're hiring somebody because people who our employees, they have two needs, stability and security. And if you're not exuding that when you're coming across to them as their boss, that's not a good look. You're not going to get quality people. So keep that in mind. My, my, here's my phrase. Would you work for you? And if the answer to that question is no, align your company with what would it take for you to work for you? I like that. Yeah. So. So those are some things, man, some action steps that I think um, I think that you should take. I think it'll help. I think that, you know, when you dial down that sales, um, you know, that sales process and you, you hire, I mean, I would spend $500 on ads to get as many people in your pipeline to hire them as possible and pay them well. If you find somebody with experience, pay them well because they're going to free you, you know employee of I, spirit contracting and i changed the name of your company by the way yeah i actually made a whole new website spirit painters there you go so you know start advertising as spirit painters yeah well listen yeah. man i i really appreciate all the insights and advice i mean that was uh very insightful cool i really appreciate cool, it man Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for jumping on the, uh, the business breakthrough, bro. I really appreciate it. And I'll catch you on the next one, man. I'm sure we'll chat again. And, uh, you know, hopefully next time you tell me that you got a couple guys with you and, and you guys are building some momentum, uh, going forward. Cool. Thanks again. Um, talk to you All soon. Right, then. Talk to you soon, buddy. Drip jobs. CRM is finally here. That's right. So drip jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. 
and I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.